One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to Secure the Insecure, the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. My guest this week is one of the best magicians I've ever seen. Winning Britain's Got Talent five years ago, I followed him around the UK to see his magic shows and they just get better and better. He's taught me magic tricks, he's taught me to be a leader and he's taught me how to make people smile. I'm delighted to say that joining me on Security and Secure this week is my mate magician, Lance Corporal Richard Jones. Hello, Rich. Hello, thanks for having me on. It's great to hear your voice again. It's been a long time, my friend. I used to travel all around the UK to see you on tour, and then it all stopped. Yeah, yeah, it's been a, a crazy year and a half. But uh, yeah, I think the first time we ever met was, I think it was just after the show. You you uh, got me involved uh, in some radio, and then I remember you came to see him Impossible in the West End. We've kind of bumped into each other kind of every three or four months over the last few years, apart from the last year and a half during lockdown. Obviously, uh, yeah, everything pretty much in my life stopped at that point my life changed dramatically but not necessarily in a bad way i kind of uh, the last year and a half i've like many people i've uh, started learning new skills like diy and uh, gardening and all that kind of stuff it's been a strange un uh, unplanned break but i've tried to make the most of it you've always had to be extrovert since winning britain's got talent on stage every night doing magic tricks getting the audience involved having to be really a people person that all then gets pulled away from you, and then you're very much yourself. Like you said, doing DIY. How did you find going from that really extrovert, having that stage, having that audience to thrive off of, to just being alone? Uh, in all honesty, I struggle quite a lot with the idea of not... I, I, I mean, in my head, I always want to feel like I'm pushing bigger and better boundaries all the time and, and always progressing and doing bigger things. But I... I definitely kind of miss that vibe and, and at times I kind of feel frustrated that I'm not out being busy and performing and, and seeing as many people as possible. Uh, but in another sense, I, I've over the last year and a half I've managed to do a lot of things that I would probably never have been able or had time to do uh, if I hadn't have kind of been forced to take a break for the last year and a half. So uh, I mean, I, yeah, like I said, a lot of DIY. I'm pretty sure most people out there who who couldn't carry on working through uh, the pandemic, I'm, I'm pretty sure all, every single person 
that's been in that situation has probably painted every wall in their house three times and moved their house around and redecorated and just to try and keep their mind sane and, and feel like it's uh, feel like we're still pushing forward and progressing. So, uh, but I definitely miss performing and I'm definitely looking forward to getting back on the road in October and as long as uh, as long as all the plans to come out of uh, the pandemic go smoothly, which we're all obviously hoping for. But uh, yeah, can't wait to get back out and uh, and see people on stage. Because in the past year, you've obviously you're part of the magic circle, so you've got your fellow magicians who are all in it together. But so is that kind of what kept you loving magic? Because I could imagine for you, it's like well, I've done all these tricks, I know what I'm doing, but now what? You know, unless I'm going to go on TikTok and show you how to do those tricks, which some of the other magicians have done, it's now well, what do I do with all these skills that I've learnt over the years? Yeah, I think the interesting thing about myself and most magicians is the thing we love most is always uh, adapting and creating new material and, and making everything that we do, trying to make it take it to the next level, make it more powerful every time. But the problem is you need an audience for that to happen. You can't, can't create magic without trying it out on people and seeing how they react and then adapting it. Uh, the next time you perform it, you kind of need an active audience constantly to, to be able to create stuff like that. So we have kind of struggled in that sense. But the, the thing that's nice that I, I myself did and a few other magicians I know have done is we put together a virtual show. So I have been lucky that since kind of October last year, uh, I've been had fairly regular shows on Zoom and Microsoft Teams for, for big companies, which which keeps that, that fire inside me going while I'm uh, – because obviously I – I love to see people react and see people smiling from something that I've created. So I still get a little bit of a buzz from that when uh, when I get booked to do the virtual shows. Uh, it, in a, in a weird way, it, it's not the same as a live live show. It's not quite the same experience. But in an in an interesting way, there is something quite special about the the shows that I've been doing online. And and I think the thing that makes it so powerful is the fact that. Every single person, not even just in the country, but in the world, is in a similar situation where we've all been stuck indoors for such a long time. So many people, if they're still working, are working from home. And there's that much uh, less interaction that when I jump on and I do a Zoom show, you can just tell that people are just pleased to be able to be in involved in something interactive with other people and the thing that's nice about zoom show is they can all see me but i can also see them so i can give them shout outs and involve them directly i've had a lot of people say that that's helped them to kind of cope with kind of the isolation and not just that doing the shows has helped me massively to uh, still feel connected to the people who enjoy magic who i'd usually obviously be seeing live well this is the thing because magic is such a powerful tool in the fact of it's so nostalgic it takes you back to your childhood and over the past year and a half during the pandemic, it's all been about those things as a child you really liked, such as the food, the TV programs, the music associated with your childhood. And magic has that element that it doesn't matter how old you are, you still get surprised over the ball in the cup trip. You still get surprised over a card trick. And it's that childlike that comes out, and that's what we thrive off of. And that's the thing that makes us so happy during a time where we can feel so isolated and so lonely and so switched off from everyone else. Absolutely, and, and something I always say, and something actually reference in a, in a trick, um, or when I'm on on the shows online, is it's very difficult to watch a magic trick without smiling because if you witness something impossible or impossible enough, uh, then 
essentially all, it takes up all of your energy and all of your focus that you, you can't really focus on anything else. So it doesn't matter how bad of a day you're having. The, the moment you witness magic, if it's powerful enough, it should completely uh, captivate your imagination and, and make you smile. So I actually teach just a tiny bit. I'm, I'm allowed to do it from Magic Circle Mission. In my Zoom show online, I, I teach just a tiny magic trick uh, so that everyone can go away and learn it and perform it. Because I think the more people out performing magic in the world, by default, the, m the more smiley and the happier the world becomes. So I think magic's a, a crucial tool, especially now more than ever. Well, you did teach me many years ago a magic trick, and I remember doing it to my sister when we got home. And it was that, you're right, that element of surprise, that element of just smiling because you just now know that little insight into a card. Because we know a deck of cards for snap or poker, but it's what you can do with a pack of cards can completely change your emotion. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. And and the thing, the thing I love the most is making people smile, but... I think the most powerful thing about that is when I can see people's reactions and I see they enjoy what I do, that, that's what gives me a buzz person. That's what makes me smile, uh, knowing that I've had that effect. So it works both ways. That I, I probably get more out of every performance that I do. I probably get more out of that than anyone else because I just love feeding off of the, the enjoyment that I, I see people having. Well, we're going to peel the layers of the onion off slowly and slowly over this conversation. So let's just peel off this first layer and finish it off with your tour uh, is going around the UK from October to February next year. Tickets are available richardjonesmagic.co.uk that's richardjonesmagic.co.uk and I'll put it in the little show description. You're doing Bristol on October the 4th, Chesterfield October the 14th, Peterborough October the 19th, Eastbourne October the 22nd, Market Drayton October the 29th. Then you're taking a three-month break or that's a three-month clause just in case COVID comes back again. And then you're going down to my end of the roads, the Radler Arts Centre on February the 1st, which I will see you at, Kettering February the 6th, uh, to Esquire February the 10th, and Andover on February the 15th. So you've got a really, really nice nine-date tour coming up. What can we expect to see on that? Well, the interesting thing is I, I was originally, obviously, supposed to start the tour in March 2020. I think we've got two dates done. And then all of the other dates got postponed tw uh, twice or three times since then. And essentially, it was going to be the same show. We've, we've rescheduled now for October, and some of the theatres who couldn't couldn't be open yet in October, that, that's why they're in February. And it was supposed to be the same show. But actually, over the last few months, uh, being in indoors, thinking a lot about magic and, and getting back on the road, I've actually changed quite a lot of elements to the show and made it a lot more powerful than than it was originally. So anyone who's seen the Escape Tour before, uh, it would basically be a very different show from, from what I'm planning. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. It's, it's going to be very interactive. Whether I'm going to be allowed to get volunteers actually on stage or not is still to be determined. I've, I've kind of got um, slightly different versions of some of the illusions that I'm doing depending on whether I'm allowed to have interaction with, with guests and, and how busy we're allowed to have the theatres. But... As far as I'm aware at this moment in time, it looks like it's going to be back to normal by then. Uh, and, yeah, very excited. It, it's for the whole family. Anyone is welcome. I, I always say magic uh, in the theatre. Anyone from six-plus will understand what's going on, but it's, it's uh, any, everyone and anyone is welcome. Well, I saw you in Milton Keynes a couple of years ago, and it was just so fantastic because it's very intimate. You have probably 100, 150 people watching you. 
and you just thrive off it. You can see the magic. And although you still don't understand what is going on, it's still up close to you. Having that compared to doing at Britain's Got Talent, for example, with a massive audience, do you notice that difference in audience size? And do you prefer a small audience or a big audience? I much prefer doing smaller crowds just because the interaction in the in the type of magic that I do is always going to be stronger when people are closer to me and they feel more involved and I can directly see and they can see me nice and clear in the space that we're in. So I, I would always rather do lots and lots of venues that are slightly smaller than, than slightly less shows in the huge uh, auditorium. So, yeah, I, the, the shows that I'm doing in October and February, I think they're kind of between, between around 400 and 600 seats. Um, but obviously, we're, we're not entirely sure how many, uh, whether we're going to have to lower that. Obviously, we, we're still not 100% sure on that. Um, but yeah, I, it's very much the show that I do. Everyone doesn't matter if you're sat at the front or the back. Everyone will still feel very involved in the show, and and really the show relies on the audience. I, I, if if it was just me walking out with no interaction, I don't think the show would be as powerful. So very often the 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 way the audience reacts to certain tricks sometimes takes me down a different direction, and and essentially every show is slightly different depending on the audience volunteers that I get involved. This is so cool. This is so cool. And obviously you picked a lot of this up from the Magic Circle, which we've always heard about. What is the Magic Circle for those who don't know what it is? So the Magic Circle is a very, very interesting place. So there is actually a headquarters in London. I'm not exactly allowed to say where it is, but there are probably a lot of cab drivers who deliver uh, magicians to the meetings sometimes. So no doubt if you know a cab driver around London, they probably know where the Magic Circle is. But it's a, uh, an amazing place where obviously every magician in the world wants to be a part of the Magic Circle because it's recognized as the most elite uh, magician society in the world. So all of the top magicians that, that you could name from TV or stage uh, are members of the Magic Circle. Apart from Penn and Teller, they kind of got kicked out because they revealed too much magic within their in their shows. Uh, but they, they still do well enough anyway, so I'm sure they're not too too fussed about that. But it's a, it's, a, it's an amazing uh, society where we, in, in non-COVID times, we have meetings and we discuss kind of the future of magic and the direction of, of tricks and, and audience management and lots of different things that affect the way the top magicians perform, basically. And anyone who wants to become a professional magician pretty much wants the title of being a member of the Magic Circle. So is there competitiveness between you or are you a society in a group where you're all the same because you're all trying as you said earlier on you're all trying to inspire other people to be happy i think there'll always be an element of competition in in anything like that like a, a club like that but it is very friendly in the sense that everyone has that ultimate goal to to make an impression on the world and and use magic to kind of to make the world a, a, a nicer place. I mean, there is, there's always going to be elements of competition. There there is also uh, different levels within the magic circle. So when you first join, uh, you'll be just known as a member of the magic circle. But then you can take further exams and performances to become an associate of the inner magic circle. There's another level above that which you have to be invited by the president to become a member of the inner magic circle. So that's right at the top. And that's kind of what everyone would aspire to be. But yeah, it's not easy to get there. So where are you at the, on the moment on this scale? 
I'm very lucky. I'm a I'm a member of the Inner Magic Circle. Oh, right at the top. go on, yeah. Rich. Let's see. This is it. I'm friends with all the big boys. I'm friends with the people <laughs> at the top of the train. So when you're in the Inner Circle, can you charge more money or do you get paid more than if you're lower down and as a status? Definitely. Uh, you're seen, uh, like within the Magic Circle and amongst magicians, if, if you're known as a member of the Inner Magic Circle, you, there's definitely a higher level. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Because of the process and, and how it works. Whether whether clients booking for shows kind of know how that works is is probably uh, yeah not not so much of the case. But uh, most people know the magic circle. Most people who are booking a magician, if they hear that you're in the magic circle, that's pretty much a, a way of kind of highlighting okay, this person is going to be good, and they're probably going to charge more money. Uh, but yeah, no doubt if if they went on to, for example, my website and thought I was a member of the Inner Magic Circle, if they know what that is, then that's obviously a, a, a benefit, and no doubt that they'll understand why. Probably to book me, it's probably more expensive than most other magicians that aren't Inner Magic Circle members, if that makes sense. And did you get their pre-Britain's Got Talent or did Britain's Got Talent propose? Because obviously Britain's Got Talent is a reality show at the end of the day. So does it help to have that massive platform because it will just make you more street credibility wise and it just propels you or does it actually work against you because as you said, the inner circle is so specific and small with uh, who they have involved in it? Yeah, so every, everyone who's a member of the inner magic circle has to have a reason as to, a specific reason as to why they've been promoted to that uh, kind of rank as uh, I suppose you could call it in, in the magic circle. So, uh, so it has to come from a decision from the uh, president, and it also has to be agreed by everyone on the council. They all have to uh, 
all have to say yes or no. I got my the reason I got that credit was because of the they decided that the I'd raised the view of magic in the TV world. So they they decided that because I'd reached so many millions of people doing TV from 2016 and in the years after. Uh, that it raised the profile of magic to a certain degree that they decided that I, I suppose that I was worthy of being promoted to the inner magic circle. I love this so much. This is so interesting, Richard. This is so interesting. Is it, what, what do you want people to know? That if people have got a question about the magic circle, but I know it's quite secretive, but what's the one thing that you want to tell people? Because even the layers is just an interesting fact for me. Well, the interesting thing about the actual headquarters is... There's certain rooms within the Magic Circle headquarters that have signs on it saying uh, inner Magic Circle members only. And when you become a member of the Magic Circle, you're allowed into the building, but obviously not into those specific rooms. And no one, I mean, the Magic Circle is the most secretive society in the world. There's uh, a million secrets within that building. And no one, unless you're an inner Magic Circle member, knows what's behind those doors. Uh, the first time when I when I got made an Inner Magic Circle uh, member, the first thing I did when when I got to the headquarters uh, the next time was uh, I I asked straight away, right, I need someone to take me inside those those rooms. I'm I'm dying to see what's inside there. And do you know what's inside there? Nothing but a card table. I wish I could tell you, but I, I can't oh! do so. Oh, oh, that was you'd horrible. You'd have to be. You'd have, all I can say is it's fascinating, but you'd have to become a uh, Inner Magic Circle member before. That I was say, sorry. horrible. <laughs> I thought you were a nice boy. That's that's horrible. Um, so, do you ever feel that bit of imposter syndrome though when you're in that Inner Circle room? So, because like you said, you with all these greats, you've been doing it for five, six years um, on a professional, national level, being recognised. But then you'll be with magicians who've been doing it for sixty, seventy years as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely fast-tracked into uh, Magic. I, I didn't start doing it until 2010, so by the time I won Brits Got Talent, I'd only been performing uh, for probably, yeah, around six years. So I, I was very new considering how quickly I progressed onto TV, but I like to think, and what I tell people when I do lectures and, and when I do talks on Magic is I think I think the reason I, I progressed so quickly within those years was uh, because... Because of my role in the army, I was always traveling abroad and I was always with a team of, of people, with troops, basically, that I could try out tricks on. And the good thing about that is it meant every day I could progress and try out new stuff on new people just to see what their reactions were like. And I was constantly, constantly uh, performing. So every day I'd, I'd have something new that I'd be trying out. And the greatest thing about that experience is the army audiences are very honest audiences. And uh, obviously that, that, that means they could be very brutal, but, but very honest. So if, for example, I performed something and it wasn't very strong or they didn't like it or they saw me do something sneaky, they'd be honest and tell me about it. And, and that was the reason I grew so quickly because I was constantly aware of, of anything that wasn't cool or wasn't very good so that I could, I could adapt faster than, for example, if you become a magician, you, you start by performing for your friends and family very often, if you've done something that isn't maybe that impressive or it's not that good, you might not know that because they might still give you good feedback, and that's a real issue. And and no doubt, we've all seen in the past when, for example, X Factor first started, uh, you always remember that they, they'd put some people through who were probably lovely, lovely people, but not the greatest singers. 
but they'd get on and, and judges would laugh at them and they'd, they'd say, well, my, my mum or my nan always told me I sound like an angel. That, that in itself causes a little bit of a false reality. If, if people are, are honest, you, we can grow from that. But because of my army background, that, that is what helped me progress faster because, yeah, right from the very beginning, I, I knew what was good and what was bad and what I needed to change. Well, yeah, that's that's my life story, basically, in, in two minutes. Well, let's peel that layer back again in those two minutes of what you've just spoken about, because as you said, you love making people happy. Now, being part of the army, one would think, well, your parents, your family, your friends aren't going to be happy because they're always going to be worrying about you because you went into these really dangerous situations. Yeah, I mean, in, in honesty, so the, the role I do in the army, I, I was never in... Uh, never often in too dangerous of situations. I mean, there's there's some incredible people who do some incredible roles. For example, my brother is a uh, a bomb disposal operator, so he's kind of in and out of really dangerous zones all the time. But not only is he in those dangerous zones, but he's also trying to make safe any IEDs or any problems that that could cause harm to to people. Um, so I mean. I, I don't take any credit for being a particularly uh, like a dangerous, vulnerable person within the army. I, I think uh, what I try to do as, as now, the fact that I'm on TV a lot and I do performances in uniform, is I try to be a face and, and try to try to represent the people who do the most dangerous jobs uh, within the army and, and and kind of showcase that and remind people just how difficult a lot of these roles that the troops do uh, throughout the world and because lots of people don't realize we're still in hostile environments we're still in afghanistan we're still in iraq we're, we're in lots of other places in the world that, that no doubt most people don't even know about uh, that we've ever had troops and I, I think the thing that i try to do now is try to make sure i highlight that and give those troops credit within the performances that i do as much as possible well, that performance you did on—I uh, can't remember which—it was the Brit- it was the was it the Royal Variety? You came back on again with an elderly gentleman and did a magic trick, and it was just incredible. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all about kind um, of showcasing and highlighting um, it, people's stories who deserve to be told, basically. So my my uh, Britain's Got Talent final featured a friend of mine. Uh, called Fergus. Uh, he was in the Magic Circle. He was also in a Magic Circle member. But he was a prisoner of war during World War II, and he used magic to survive, basically. Uh, so he was a prisoner of war in a, in a Japanese prisoner of war camp where they treated him really, really badly. But he found out that... Uh, so he used to perform magic to, to keep the morale high and amongst his friends. Uh, but the, the Japanese prisoner guards found out he was a magician. Every now and again, they would ask him to perform some magic and what he would do is always look, look around the room to try and see some food that the guards had. And he would try and do some magic with that food because he knew that once he'd touched, for example, uh, a banana or a tin of sardines, that they wouldn't then want it because they, they treated the prisoners like vermin. So if they touched it, they wouldn't want to eat it. So quite often they would let him have it and then he would take it and share it amongst his friends. Uh, and, and that kept him alive. That kept a lot of his friends alive uh, during, obviously, that really really impossible to imagine situations for a few years so and the interesting thing about him is when he came back after the war and and obviously when i met him he became just the most positive person he always tried to see the positive in any situation because he'd seen the worst of humankind he'd seen the worst possible things you could imagine 
And I think for him, that kind of highlighted all of the simple but amazing things about life that very often we take for granted and we don't notice. He used to always mention the birds singing. Always notice. He, he always used to tell me, if you're ever struggling or if you ever don't like something or you're not happy with something, just change it. Do something else. Find what you enjoy. Uh, and it doesn't matter if it keeps changing. Find what you enjoy and do that instead. So much wisdom. He had a book written about him as well, which is called Quantum of the Choir. And, uh, yeah, people like that deserve uh, recognition, deserve their stories to be told. And that, that was what my Prince of Time final was was aimed at. So, yeah, I'm hoping I did him proud. Oh, you definitely did, my friend. You definitely did. So this is the thing. You love making people proud. And you love making people happy. Where does that come from, that urge to think about everyone else before you think of yourself? I suppose, in a sense, as much as I love performing magic, I don't really like the idea that people... F- credit me for it i in a i don't know if it's in a strange way or 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 not but it's something i love about magic is when the magic isn't about anyone or or the person performing it is about the moment and i suppose there, there is an element to when you learn magic there there is a phase you'll probably go through and hopefully i'll have a side but a phase where you start performing and people start reacting in a way that they you feel suddenly you feel like okay i'm really popular people love to see tricks and it's very easy to become a little bit arrogant and a little bit self-absorbed and and feel like they love you you and 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 get a little bit ahead of yourself it's it's very easy i mean i went for a stage where i was probably a little bit cocky and a a little bit uh, a little bit arrogant because i i knew i could perform these little party tricks at a nightclub or or a bar or wherever i am and people would come over and draw to it and want to see more but I kind of now, I'm totally different, and I, I kind of feel like the magic should be about the people watching uh, or, or a peop- about other people who deserve credit. And I, I feel like I, I never, I try my best anyway uh, to try not to make the magic about myself because I, I feel like that's, I don't want to ever come across like I'm showing off, if that makes sense. And I think it also makes the magic more powerful when, for example, if someone wants to see a magic trick if i do if i perform the magic trick in a way that makes it almost seem like this person watching did the magic part of it i think that will always be more memorable in that person's mind because it's the moment that they somehow performed this miracle and i just facilitated it i was just there whereas if if they just watch me do something incredible it doesn't make that connection in the same way so i always try to make my my volunteers or my spectators or other people that the highlights of, of the illusions that i do but this is the thing you always think about everyone else first and like you said it's one big illusion but actually it's that perverse incentive because you're going to make other people happy but in return they're going to make you happy and you basically feed off each other's energies absolutely i mean the happiest i ever feel just after either i perform a magic trick or just after i come off stage uh, at the end of a show, knowing that I've made an impact on 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 people, and knowing that that they've got a story to tell and they've, they've had a moment that's worth sharing and and telling people about, that that's when I'm at my highest. And I always say that whenever I do tour shows, I I do all the driving. And sometimes I'm, it might be I might do a show, it might finish at eleven, and then I've got a six-hour drive home. But that that doesn't faze me at all because I, I have so much energy and, and adrenaline, and and I feel on such a high after a show that. I can drive all through the night and, and not feel tired because I, I'm 
that that's when I feel most accomplished when when I know I've had an impact on people. Well, my friend, you've definitely had an impact on me, Richard. You've been amazing. Let's just remind everyone again that your tour tickets, RichardJonesMagic.co.uk. Please do go and see Richard around the UK because he is just such an incredible, incredible magician. Final words from you, Richard. 2022, everything goes back to normal. How busy is your diary looking at the moment? Uh, I'm really, really lucky and excited that from around August time onwards, I've had a lot of inquiries from a lot of people and a lot of companies who, by the sounds of it, just really excited to get mingling again and get get their friends and family together again. So, I mean, I'm really looking forward to, uh, yeah, getting getting to some parties, getting to some events and getting back to what, what I, I think I do best. Richard Jones. Oh my God, he's amazing. RichardJonesMagic.co.uk. Please go and see him on tour. I absolutely love it. I've seen him three times and he just gets better and better. You've been listening to Skinny and Skinny with me, Johnny Seafit. If you like what you heard, please do go and rate the podcast, go on Apple iTunes, five-star rating, leave a review and share it with your friends because I can't make this podcast successful with your help. And as we approach that hundredth episode, it's so important that we spread the word. It's okay not to be okay. And you join me in that excitement. And you can join me in that excitement on Instagram at Skilly and Skill Podcast, where we are at. All previous episode teasers are available on there. Please go and listen to the past episodes if you haven't before, because there's some amazing episodes out there. You've been listening to Skilly and Skill with me, Johnny Seifert. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.